just sort of coming in the next day and the staff was like, whoa, <laughs> people are really into this, uh, you know, the ability to responsibly drink a, an adult beverage and walk down the street and sort of view the city and go from place to place. For the past year, social drinking districts have been popping up in downtowns across North Carolina. Customers can buy their drinks to go from participating businesses and enjoy them while walking down the street. I'm Brianna Atkinson, and joining me is Carolina Connection reporter Sophie Mallinson. Today, we'll get more into this trend, if it's helping businesses rebound from the pandemic, and the possibility of seeing one in Chapel Hill. Hey, Sophie, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So could you first start by explaining the concept of like a social drinking district to me? So do people like just go to different bars in a strip and walk outside? Like, is that kind of all there is to it? Um, not fully. So within a social drinking district, you know, you can go purchase a drink and you can walk around outside with it. That's kind of the idea. But you can actually go into other participating businesses with that drink too. Not all these businesses are bars. Some are art shops. I think there's a plant shop. Um, but the key idea is that they're participating, participating businesses. Not all of the businesses in the district participate. They can choose to. But participating means you're either selling the drinks or welcoming them into your store. So you can purchase a drink, go outside, go shop for art, plants, but your drink has to be in the designated sip and stroll uh, cup and you have to be at participating businesses, which means you have to be within the district and it also has to be during the district's hours as well. So there are kind of these rules in place for the social drinking district, but really those rules haven't caused too many problems. Uh, I spoke to Adam Eckhart, uh, who owns Crank Arm Brewing Company, and he really said that the biggest challenge so far has just been educating the public. You know, don't, don't, you, you can't bring your own beer to the district and go into uh, these businesses. You ha it has to be something you're purchasing there. That's kind of the whole point is to help boost these businesses. And we haven't seen anything super crazy, uh, any different than a Saturday in downtown Raleigh where some folks are out for a little different good time than others and maybe don't understand that there are other people in the world. <laughs> so uh, other than that, uh, nothing major so far. Um, you know, when you say that, things always sort of come back to haunt you, knock on wood. <laughs> and boosting businesses, that kind of brings my mind to the pandemic and getting things back to normal. Is that kind of the idea behind this, like to get more people that have been staying at home, not going to businesses, to get them back out from like kind of the pandemic? Councilmember Melton, who is a city council member who really pushed for this district, he, uh, the exact word he used was incentivize. So the businesses were really struggling during the pandemic. Adam Eckhart described for me how his business was impacted during the pandemic, and it was really just him and his business partner uh, running his brewery. Hopefully that can help us, you know, ease the loss of, of what had happened during the pandemic because it was pretty profound. I mean, to everyone on so many levels, you know, psychologically, physically, financially, all the, all the things, pretty traumatic, you know, situation. And so, you know, here we are a couple years after the pandemic and not all these businesses have rebounded. Uh, as much as they would like to see. City Council actually strategically placed this social district in a place that has maybe more offices or uh, government buildings, as opposed to areas like Glenwood South, which is a really popular district, because these businesses aren't really seeing that rebound that 
areas like Glenwood are. So their idea is to bring more people into these areas specifically to kind of help uh, bring that boost back. And has that boost happened? Like, are businesses participating in the districts? Like, are they seeing people come in? Um, like the the bar owner that you spoke with in Raleigh, like, has he seen more people coming into um, his bar since this has been implemented? So it looks like it. It looks like it's kind of having the intended effect. I did only interview uh, one business owner, that being Adam Eckhart. But he said during the first week of this district, they saw a 20% increase in their sales. And I spoke to him about two weeks after uh, the district launched. And he said they saw that 20% increase. They also were selling about over a thousand to-go drinks during this time. And he really just felt like overall there was a bit of a change in the atmosphere of the area. And speaking of the atmosphere, I know that you went to the like sip and stroll. You went to Raleigh for three days. Is this kind of what you were seeing, like a boom of people going when you were there? Honestly, it was kind of dead. Uh, I kind of went at maybe not the best time. One of the days I went was a Monday at about two o'clock. And, you know, you can kind of take a guess that there's not going to be many people out participating in a social drinking district at that time. It kind of subverted my expectations. You know, I was kind of expecting to see crowds, to see a lot of people looking like they were having a good time. There there weren't that many people. I did every now and then run into people who, who were participating and they did seem to be having a good time. One afternoon, I went around during lunch kind of more towards the middle of the district rather than kind of the outskirts. And there weren't people so much as wandering from business to business as they were just sitting outside with their uh, drinks. There were a lot of groups of friends. They had beer in their hand and were just enjoying catching up with one another. So while it wasn't this crazy, maybe club-like atmosphere I was almost expecting, Um, It was a very almost casual, um, friendly environment, I think. So I did go about two weeks after kickoff, um, and Adam Eckhart did say he'd begun to see things kind of die down maybe a little bit. But during this kickoff event, there was a jazz band, and he said by the end of the day, it drew about 200 people to the area. So it seems, it sounds like (laughs) it was a pretty big uh, event. And as I said, he has seen that increase in sales. It has since died down a little bit, but Eckhart did say he really expects it to pick back up uh, throughout September um, with a lot of events they're hosting, but also Oktoberfest as well. So I know you just talked about like that event that Crank Arm Brewing Company had and it drew in like 200 people and um, there was just like a big crowd and sales were up 20% in the first week. Do you think that the social drinking district is going to have to be something that is centered around events or could it be something that just becomes like a, a, a new normal? People go out to downtown and they know that they're going to be able to walk and enjoy their drinks. I think the events will certainly help. However, I don't necessarily think that's the goal based off the conversations I got to have. It really seems like it's something that's meant to just be a little casual thing people can do to just, uh, you know, get them to go out to the area. Councilmember Melton actually talked about he wanted to attract the, quote, dinner and a show type of crowd. Um, So people just kind of out for the night, not necessarily going to uh, super large events, but just something that can, you know, get, get, 
get them give them something to do if they want to without them being limited to one place necessarily. And kind of on the other end of that conversation, uh, of course, like the whole dinner and a show atmosphere, bringing people back from the pandemic are all positive things. But are there any concerns about negative things? Yeah, Councilmember Melton talked about how to him it didn't the social district didn't really seem like something that could change things that were already kind of in place. All of our regular drinking and public nuisance laws apply. So, you, I mean, you can't be drunk in public right now from a bar. It's no different with the social district. You have to be 21 and up to participate. Um, so there's really not that much different about it than a normal bar or restaurant. It's just where you can serve. However, he did particularly flag substance abuse as something that he wants to keep an eye on. He does, like he said, he doesn't want to make an environment that's going to to worsen these kind of struggles people might be having. But again, a social drinking district, people can already come to an area and drink. It's not changing that. It is just really changing where they can do it. Councilmember Melton, one reason he was so open to the idea of a social drinking district in Raleigh was because areas in North Carolina that have already implemented social drinking districts, as of the time I talked to him, they hadn't seen any kind of the, the negative impacts that people might have been concerned about, things like an increase in substance abuse. What was encouraging for us when we were getting ready to start was that all of these cities and towns that have been running already had no major issues. And so because of that, the, the social drinking district seemed to like it could have the potential to do more good in helping businesses than harm. And I know that you did speak with someone, however, um, when you were at Sip and Stroll, that did share that he was a little bit concerned personally um, because of like alcohol issues that he dealt with in the past. What was kind of like his concern from a personal standpoint of someone that's kind of been in those shoes before? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did run into a gentleman who did share with me that he experiences alcoholism. And his main concern was about drunk driving. He said, you know, the fact that this is in Raleigh, but not necessarily in other areas, he was concerned that people maybe like himself who experienced alcoholism would then come to the area from out of town, specifically for this new district, um, but in that they'd ultimately have to drive back drunk. But again, Councilmember Melton did emphasize that that they're they're keeping an eye on it. It's not something that's kind of being swept under the rug. They, they do want to make sure that this isn't something that's happening. And as far as like the things that they're keeping an eye on, Sip and Stroll is like a pilot program. So what are some of those things that they're looking at to decide if like they want to permanently implement a social drinking district in Raleigh? Their main thing that they're looking at is whether it works. <laughs> they want to see, and by they, I mean the, the city council, um, they, they want to see that there is an increase in foot traffic and that businesses do seem to be getting kind of the boost that, that they intend from this social district. They're trying to see if the district's boundaries are right, if anything needs to be added, um, taken away, if it overall needs to be expanded. And also the times, like I said, it's from it's every day from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. They, they want to see 
that this ultimately works and is helping the businesses as intended. And I know that you were actually able to speak to the mayor in Chapel Hill, and she said that like this was something to be considered, and this is something that's actually on the table that could possibly be implemented in Chapel Hill. Yes, so Mayor Hemminger did say a social district in Chapel Hill was on the table, but she doesn't expect the town council to discuss it more until the spring. To kind of experiment with this idea of a social district, Chapel Hill does actually have kind of smaller scale social districts every now and then in a way. There are music events, festivals, and this is really, these are really just experiments for social district on a much smaller scale and how that would look in Chapel Hill. Um, a lot of these events are occurring in the parking lot behind where the old Lulas used to be. Yeah, I, I feel like I saw something about that, like with the track music series, that there were um, like kind of smaller social drinking districts kind of set up. Yep, that's one um, of them. <laughs> and so is anything holding the town council back on making a full district like this in Chapel Hill? Yes. So the very nature of downtown in Chapel Hill looks different from Raleigh, right? Our downtown kind of is the university or it's really accessible to the university students. Whereas in Raleigh, that's not quite the case. Their, their students have quite a fair separation from downtown Raleigh. And so because of kind of the proximity of the students to Chapel Hill's downtown, Mayor Hemminger did express a real concern about underage drinking and also over drinking. But also she's worried about cars and how people in downtown are going to be interacting uh, with cars and traffic, especially if they've had maybe a bit too much to drink. So while these are kind of things they're taking into consideration, um, you know, they're really exploring ideas like coning off areas to prevent uh, maybe intoxicated consumers from interacting with cars wristbands for underage people um, who might just be in the district to kind of help cut down on uh, underage drinking. And really, they're just, they just want to see from Raleigh that this is something that works and doesn't create more problems. Mayor Hemminger did say that, you know, Chapel Hill businesses do still need help for recovering from the pandemic. But, you know, a drinking district isn't the only way to go about that. Uh, she talked about how they've implemented the things uh, in downtown, like there's a mural scavenger hunt you can do uh, on your phone, actually. Um, and they're really working to help beautify downtown more to bring people in the area to just really help people enjoy the area. And while a dis drinking district uh, has the potential to help bring businesses, there are other ways they might go about it as well. And so they kind of are just waiting to see what, what's going to happen in Raleigh and see uh, how they can adjust it so that it fits Chapel Hill and our little university downtown. And I guess we'll just have to wait until the spring as well to see if this is something that will fit and will be um, a part of the Chapel Hill experience. But thank you again so much, Sophie, for joining me. Thanks. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks.